Hey, Taylor. Hello. How was your 2020? <laughs> Anything significant happen? I feel like, you know what, you know, I feel like I grew a lot as a person, especially um, when the semester started. I did a lot of self-contemplation. What about you, Dean? I, mm -hmm. I decided that I'm not going to be a student for the spring semester, mm -hmm. which is an a exciting and scary thing. But uh, most importantly, we started a podcast called A-Side, B-Side. Some <laughs> said it was the most significant thing to happen in 2020. It was a cultural shift, groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking. It's going to be a year old pretty soon before we know it, right? Oh my gosh, in, yeah. Was, is it April? Is, was April our first? Probably April, yeah. April or May. Okay. Yeah. We listened to a lot of music since then. Yeah. You know, honestly, I find this happens at um, the beginning of every year. I'm going through a terrible music drought right now. Me too. At the end of the year, yeah. At the end of the year, I always do well for some reason. Your Spotify wraps or your 2020 wraps comes out. I'm doing super well, finding lots of new music. But into January, I always struggle, I find. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's true for me too. And I also, but I, I know that a, a big break is coming because all of my uh, 2020 wrapped songs were from like January, February. Of 2020? Of, of 2020. I, I, it was slow at first and then I, I started listening to a lot of new music. Uh, do you feel like yours is representative though? Of my, of, of, of what uh, I Yeah, have. actual like listening habits in the year. Definitely the first part. Definitely, definitely mm -hmm. the first part. I had some stuff that I know I listen to on one playlist like all all spring semester 2020 mm -hmm. the short time it was and i listening back it was it was pretty fun to hear some music i got into before the pandemic started because mm -hmm. it was kind of a i don't know if you could call it a meme but it was kind of when you know spotify's 2020 rap started coming out people i noticed a lot of people were saying that they were embarrassed by their playlists or they were like offended somehow certain songs made it on their playlist i don't know i found that mine there was i had i had no problems with mine it all it all made a lot of sense to me because these are all songs that i don't get tired of and i can continue listening to to this day and I was trying to find uh, patterns in this playlist that are not, you know, necessarily artist related or genre related. This this playlist only reinforces my knowledge that I just love catchy shit. Listening to your your 2020 wrapped, I got a much better idea of your music taste. What were your revelations? Um, you really like drums and jangly jangly one guitar i want to call indie rock that's it I don't, yeah i also noticed these all these songs are quite short i think kind of why i like garage rock or um some punk a lot is because of the efficiency of it you know it's super yeah. fast it's like riot for like a minute a minute 50 seconds and it's over whereas i noticed that your playlist had so many Neil Young songs. <laughs> it was, you have like a lot of patience as a listener. Seriously, 
these are all songs that you have to dwell on. They build very slowly. They're rewarding, but they build slowly. And I have to be in a really specific mood to listen to songs like that. It's it's funny you say that. Yeah, these are long songs. I'm looking at here's your playlist right now, and you have your your short your longest song is four minutes oh five minutes and nine seconds, which is a stroke song, which is a little different from the other the other songs you had on here. Um, you had the adults are talking. That's your longest. Yeah. But the longest on mine is a song that I love so much called Natural Beauty coming in at a brisk 10 minutes and 23 seconds. Damn. It's so good though. <laughs> he hits a, this is super corny, but he does hit a certain chord in your emotions that I don't think any, I think very little if any other artists manage to, they man, they don't manage to get at the kind of emotion that he evokes in his songs. They're like super, they're super fucking sad is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I really, I agree. Um, I, I thought the same thing that he, I, that he strikes a chord. I think he's like the best artist or my favorite artist at creating a mood. Mm -hmm. he, he's really good at creating moods. I don't know. I don't, I don't think these songs are sad to me. For me, they're not sad. I, they're definitely songs about sad stuff, but they don't seem sad to me. But some other stuff I definitely... I thought I left being a sad boy behind in 2019, but it certainly followed me. Simon and Garfunkel and Adrian Lenker followed me to 2020. Um, what about, you know, in your top 10, there were a couple departures from this, though. Like, I was really interested by um, the King Harvest song <laughs> and the, the Underground song. They're both bops. These are both bangers. Like, I love both of these songs. But for you, what makes this uh, group of songs of like a very kind of catchy, shorter, um, you could say more poppy, uh, more efficient song? Like, what makes this kind of group of songs good? Like, what makes this a repeat listen? Dancing in the Moonlight is, is, I think, the song that unites all of the human race. So that's that was that's an easy one. Uh, that was on my uh, shower playlist for a long time. <laughs> How did you know about that song? Because I found that song on Arrested Development. I, I it's just one of those songs that plays on classic rock radio like every day. I don't know honestly what if there's any significance to the combination of those two. I guess the the pop songs I just love so much and listen to them over and over again when I found them. And then some of the other songs I've, I've definitely worn into more like um, Overs by Simon and Garfunkel, which is an amazing, an, an amazing song. And then uh, Natural Beauty and Lighthouse. Those are all, those are all songs that you, you kind of wear and, and, and sink into after a lot of plays. It's like the sweater I'm wearing right now. It's, it's very comforting and <laughs> warm. Um, but these other songs, they're just When I'm Small by Fantagram, such a fun song to listen to. So is uh, Knife by Grizzly Bear. And I never, I had only um, listened to Two Weeks by Grizzly Bear before, and it was to Knife was totally unexpected. Yeah, this was the second song I listened to after after that. It was, it was a totally different song. And Two Weeks is on my playlist too. That's a bop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you mentioned how um a lot of my songs are really percussive is there a certain instrumental part of songs in general that will make or break it for you no if like really 
No, okay. I'd probably gra- gravitate to guitars. Yeah, definitely. But there's nothing that I mean the the bass line. A couple of these songs have really amazing bass lines. When I'm small, song yeah, that is such a real. good bass line. And I'd heard it before. I'd heard it before, but I didn't know the name of the song. And someone finally told me the name. And uh, knife also. So yeah. Nothing really would break it for me. What about you? Is if I can see now, I I don't want to stereotype your playlist, but it was very consistent. Yeah. No, it's probably bass and drums. I feel like guitar is a given, but if a song is on the threshold of I don't like it and and I'm never going to listen to it again or I do like it and I will put it in a playlist. If it has a really good bass line or it has a part where the rest of the instruments refrain and it's just like a bass playing, then I'll probably listen to it again. Even though I can barely tolerate the vocals or don't like the you know, lead guitar or whatever. Even no, if, you, no, no. if you don't like the vocals, you'll still, that can still be a really good song to you. Yeah. Huh. I've gotten really good at being open about vocals. If I don't like someone's voice, I can like shut out that data in my head huh. and focus on the instrumentals if I like the instrumentals. And so that's how you listen to the Smiths. Yes, exactly. Interesting. What were your favorite songs in this playlist? I, I know mine. For you, what, what were your favorite songs, though, having listened so, to them all year? Okay, I know. So um, in terms of sentimental value, the adults are talking has a lot of it. I feel like it's, I guess this playlist is a little bit little bit distorted because one of the reasons the adults are talking is so high up on this playlist is it's the first song I learned on bass. Okay. So I played it over and over and over and over again. Great bass. It, has, it does have a really great bass line and it's very simple. And that's the thing with a lot of strokes music in general is that it's it's so simple, but it's ingenious. Like how catchy they are, yet so innovative. <laughs> yeah, they're great. But probably my favorite songs would be Parking Lots by Plums. I'm going to say it again. It's an absolute banger. Asilo by Los Blenders is really good. And this first song by a Japanese artist named Gegege is very good. I feel like it's similar to Parking Lots. I downloaded these your top songs on Apple Music. Uh, mm-hmm. I listened to them in the plane and then I promptly forgot my headphones at home. So I was going to listen to the Gegege song. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, but I, I wasn't able to, but it's your top song. So can you tell me a little bit about it? Oh God, it's amazing. It's so good. This guy, he, um, I, I actually interviewed him a couple years ago and it's just one dude. He, I believe for this album, he did use a band, but for his prior records, he basically did it all by himself. Um, he's primarily a guitarist, but you know, he used a drum machine and synthesizers Japanese um yeah what's what's oh, what's the guy's name Tame Impala yes who, who's Kevin who's Parker. the guy Tame who's the Parker. guy behind Tame Impala Kevin Parker I, I it's Kevin something I remember his name was very just a guy <laughs> name but yeah he's like a solo artist this new album is very I thought this was the richest of the songs in his new album I actually don't exactly know why like it's so pe- uh, compelling for me the guitar is really catchy I think that's why <laughs> 
I think it's as simple as that. But if you do, if you like parking lots by Plums, I think you will like this song a lot. Um, there's a guitar solo at the end that just, it makes it perfect. It's amazing. Tell me a little about Mom Jeans. <laughs> they were, they're interesting. You like it? Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I can't tell it, it, with it, uh, with them. Is it a shtick or are they being sincere? Well, like, oh, I'm so sad. Well, like the the intro to the song, like is that? Oh, um, the Edward Forty Hands. You know what I'm talking about. Like, is yeah. is there is their whole is their whole attitude? Is that a shtick or is that real? Like their whole connection to Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Wait, what? That's what that is. Yeah, it's like a little audio sample from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> oh, I think they're just like being way more sense. Okay, okay, okay. But they do definitely have you know a shtick like. I'm so sad. I'm, you know, my, I have to grow up. Um, I have to move out of my house. I have to start, you know, doing chores and like get my shit together. They have that kind of atmosphere. Um, but I really think this is one of my favorite records of all time just for their instrumental skill. Like if I highly recommend that you watch their audio tree performance, they're really, really good at like ramping up the energy when it's necessary for a song like Edward Forty Hands. And then for their slower stuff, their acoustic stuff, they're also highly skilled at getting weepy and sad and, you know, talking about creating an atmosphere, creating a mood like they're fantastic at it. In one song in the audio tree performance, the lead singer who is, I don't know his name, but he's very, very talented. He fucking pulls out a trombone and like starts playing it. He still has his guitar strapped to his back. He's singing. He's like screaming his heart out. And then he like flips his guitar and he starts playing a trombone and his lung capacity just must be amazing. But yeah, they're just insanely talented. I think their songs are really catchy and... The lyrics are super corny sometimes, but, you know, I feel like um, a lot of emo music is just expressing what we're too embarrassed to express in our day-to-day lives. It's not what, like, you think of or what I, what I think of when I think of emo, but I was listening to it and I was thinking this is definitely emo. I'm just not sure, like, emo with what else? Is it, like, like is it Midwestern? It, it, what's the Midwest emo? Is that what it is? So I feel like modern emo has become like um old emo like pierce the veil or whatever combined with the influence of bands like modern baseball and american football and like those midwest bands Mm -hmm. which are a little bit more like post-punk leaning yeah i feel like it's those influences together for your playlists i noticed the periodical god i don't want to keep saying banger <laughs> I don't know. there's like no other you know synonym for banger Thank you. you know periodically uh songs like you know faster songs by rex orange county or green day songs wait where's the green day i did i really uh, listen to songs on dookie one second i forgot which song one second that, that makes me feel good <laughs> it's good to know i'm still listening to um, green day well, anyway, there's a song from Dookie. These kinds of tracks would be combined with some of the saddest songs I feel like are in existence. Tommy's Party. I mean, these are amazing, but they're so sad. Tommy's Party. Uh, that Summer Feeling is really sad for me. Yeah. Or Melancholy, First Day of My Life by Bright Eyes. Oh my God, that album. Are these like mood swings to you? I, I'm gonna Basically, are, are you divorced from... 
your emotional life when you listen to music or are, is it like are they like connected no way um they're definitely not divorced um although for a couple of these i don't feel like a super emotional attachment to um let me defend myself tommy's party is really good i like it i got into peach bit more over over this long winter break uh first day of my life i i'd heard it before and it was super familiar when it came on like a random playlist but it's a really it's a really good song not afraid to admit that i listen to it i'm okay i'm doing okay what was the other song you mentioned the, oh, that's a feeling yeah that's a feeling the first time i listened to it it was i didn't realize how sad i was and then i when you you know that moment when you start recognizing the, the lyrics in the song yeah and it's just really sad but also like precise like jonathan richmond is very bittersweet he captures that whole idea of the summer feeling really accurately do you listen to a lot of bright eyes no that's the only song okay if you would have said yes i would have been like are you are you okay (laughs) (laughs) they did come out with a new song a couple weeks ago that was good though yeah it's unambiguous like it's really but it's good yeah yeah they're from New Paltz. Really? Not surprising. New Paltz, a place that I will visit as soon as quarantine is over. Eternal quarantine. Oh, why do you have Apple Music? I'm sorry. <laughs> because I got a, an Apple Watch to run with, and it syncs right to the watch. Uh, but apparently it also works with Spotify, so now I feel stupid. Because Spotify is way better. Is it? Yeah, Spotify is so much better. Um, the interface or whatever yeah and you can like play like a a led zeppelin song and you'll do a create station and the next thing will be like bob dylan or something it's it like it's really bad with with like it's very yeah you should get a spotify no offense yeah it's creepy how good spotify's like algorithm is my ne- my next guest should be uh, his voice should be like a warm <laughs> a, a warm well worn glove to the uh, <laughs> to the misc audience. We we have um, on the show Mac Lederman, former EIC, former sports editor, former TA fifty two <laughs> resident, and man. It's great to be back. Uh, you're making me feel like the resident old guy. I don't, I don't, I've never felt this way before, so I don't really know what to think. Thank you for coming on, Mac. Thank you for having me last minute, kind of listen over to your podcast here. Um, do I get to like share my best songs now? How does this work? Yeah. Unfortunately, neither of us got the opportunity to listen to your Spotify rap, your 2020 rap. Um, so would you like to provide us a evaluation of your playlist? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would love to kind of just give you guys a quick summary of what I've been um, listening to. Is it all just the Big Booty remix? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was last year, uh, actually. <laughs> but uh, for this year, I think I've moved on to kind of brighter and better things. I really diversified in my playlists. You know, from um, kind of like 90s hip hop over to early 2000, 2000 teens indie pop. So, you know, I think this is partly why we're all friends, right? We got similar tastes in music. Yeah. What do you have? Shout out some people. Did you guys do like an embarrassing song yet? Or is that? I had my Bright Eyes song. That's not embarrassing. I have like a few Harry Styles songs on my playlist. That's mine. Oh, but Harry Styles' last album was fire. Yeah, he's it is. Album's really good. 
There's literally no debate of that. So I guess um, one of my top songs this year, uh, unfortunately embarrassing to me, was uh, Tongue Tied <laughs> by uh, Group One. <laughs> That's a bomb. My God, Mac. Love that song. And um, I only say this because, um, you know, definitely Tongue Tied had its moment, but I think it really lives on as a great morning song now. When I need to, like, kind of pop out of bed and, you know, rip a shower, get my day started, like, Tom Tide just feels so warm and fuzzy, you know, but at the same time, it kind of gets your legs moving and gets you out of bed. Mm. So it's both like comforting and also like something that's good to work to, I feel like these days. Yeah. You know that video of Post Malone singing it? Oh, I haven't seen that. Is that, is okay. that good? Yeah, I just think about that every time I hear that song. <laughs> so is the song ruined for you now? No, I think it makes it better. Oh, uh, okay. He's, you can see he's filled with so much happiness. It's just like a very joyful song. It just feels like a nice, like cold glass of water. I mean, what do you think? I love Tongue Tied. It was a great Apple commercial song. Iconic. There's so many different applications too, whether it's, you know, Apple commercial, Post Malone, TA52. Like the song just always kind of hits. Did Post Malone do Tongue Tied? Like it's, a, it's a party song. Yeah, it is also a party song. It kind of hits in a lot of different circumstances. But that's what the great songs do, right? Is you're able to play them no matter what the occasion is. Like um, Disco Kitchen. That, is a great yeah. that was my favorite yeah. song of yours. I would have to agree with that, too. I feel like those hit the same. They're, like, of the same tone. Was that one of those songs, Taylor, when you put it on? Did you, like, know right away, like, this was going to be one of your favorite songs? Or did it have to grow on you? So, you know, I, it, I just knew right away when I listened to the whole thing. Because you know that one part um, right before the chorus with the drums? It's like, that part just sealed it for me. Yeah. If it didn't have that part, I don't think I would like it that much. But that one little drum part is like, it's amazing. It's so, it's so perfect. So, when that little drum hit, what did you do? Did you immediately like stand up or did you send it to all your friends? What's like your gut reaction? Put it in a playlist. <laughs> it's like reflexive for me now, you know? Yeah. Almost like instinctual. Yeah. Like, what muscle- do you know what you're doing? Another song I really liked this year, I'll just give you guys a couple now, but it was um, Care 3 by Mick Jenkins, who's a rapper uh, slash poet in the Chicago area. Um, mm-hmm. He does very like floaty kind of like indie rap music that has you know jazz elements, but also an underlying meaning to it. Mm-hmm. His music is very like lyrical in nature. And uh, this is just the type of song that, you know, I can kind of like sit back on a Sunday and lean back and do some reflection, do some thinking. He makes his music makes me feel like puts me in a very creative space. And he's um he's one of those rappers who he had recently got married uh, this year and was kind of posting his marriage his marriage um, across Instagram and kind of preaching you know like what it means to love somebody and talking about that in his music. And it's kind of nice to see um, a rapper doing that opposed to kind of like the traditional norms of you know talking about all the women that you're sleeping with and obviously. I think there's a place for that, you know, within rap as like the reality of kind of like the masculization of a lot of these black men. But it's nice to see someone like Mick Jenkins acknowledging those types of stereotypes, but also, you know, flipping them on his head and kind of showing to like a a larger audience, like what black love could look like. So I thought that was super cool. Um, Another song I really liked this year was um, by this guy named Sir Was and a little dragon called Deployed. And that's kind of like a um, catchy, like indie pop song. And uh, Sir Was was a, um, I think he was a piece of Jose Gonzalez's band or maybe he was a part of Tame Impala. You have to fact check me on that. But um, he also does his own portfolio of music. 
So that's like a recommendation I give to all you guys is if you have bands that you particularly like or kind of like artist collectives you particularly like, like take the time to look at all their music individually too, because I think a lot of them very like sneakily like put out great solo music. I don't know if you guys have someone like that, like someone you like who's in a band, but also produces great solo music as well. Mm. You guys know what I found out recently? Father John Misty used to be the drummer for Fleet Foxes. That blew my mind when he told me that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it's crazy. I'm pretty. Sh- I'm sure he doesn't do that anymore. Paul Simon of Simon and Garfunkel, another example. <laughs> <laughs> Although he wrote every song for Simon and Garfunkel. And then there's also Harry Styles from One Direction, of course. It's awesome to see him really, you know, blossom into his own man this year. And I think, you know, his yeah, album is kind of just like a statement that, like, I've arrived as a solo act, or maybe like. I've been this guy all along and now like you finally finally noticed me. You know, I think that's like, there's something beautiful that like about that. So, you know, go Harry. (laughs) You feel like similar admiration for him, Taylor. As a former One Direction fan, I'm like really happy for him. I think this, his discography has made it way easier to accept that, you know, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, truly. I feel like, you know, he's having so much fun. What makes it so like nice to see him. Yeah, and he's um he's dating Olivia Wilde now. What? So he's like really having a lot of fun. No way. And she's like 15 years older than him, I think. Oh plus, plus she uh, divorced like Jason Sudeikis like a couple months ago. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Are you sure? I thought that was a rumor. I saw the pictures uh, tell a story. Wait, what's going on with Army Hammer? Oh, he's like into BDSM or something. <laughs> I think his text got leaked. You think? Oh yeah, his text got leaked. Yeah, Dean, what makes what makes your Apple twenty twenty wrapped so good? My music taste has really uh, stock market emojied uh, the last couple of years, culminating on what I think was a really good music year for me in twenty twenty. You know, Jonathan Richmond came into my life. Uh, Grizzly Bear, the whole album Harvest Moon. What the stock market emojis? You know, like where it's like the emoji where it's like the red line. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. remember I'm old. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, that's my pitch. Taylor, what's your pitch? I have to say, um, I agree. If you want to escape the sadnesses of everyday life and of the year at whole, you should listen to my playlist. We will link them in the bio. We will link them. That's a great idea. This is a a playlist full of jams. And, you know, looking over it right now, there are literally no sad songs in it. So if you don't want to be bummed out, (laughs) (laughs) if you don't want to be bummed out, you can listen to my playlist. Thanks. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks.